man, that is a loud intro. Maybe it's because I have my uh, earbuds in. <laughs> hey, guys. It's back with another podcast episode of Car Sales 101. And I'm enjoying my time off. I don't know if any of y'all have heard or if y'all follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or uh, LinkedIn. Um, but I did let get, go, I did let, get let go from the dealership that I was at. So not a big deal. Uh, I thought we were turning things around. I think I was misled a little bit. Um, you know, a couple different reasons why they said let me go. One was HR, too many bad Google reviews. Um, the other one was that um, I asked for too much money. So either way, regardless, um, I'll go into the story here in just a little bit. But let me, before we get started, just want to let y'all know. Um, if y'all want to find me, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. You can find me on Instagram, at TNT Dad. 2728 and then LinkedIn, you're gonna find me on Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name story. All right, so um, before we get started, um, if you do like this podcast episode or this series or whatnot, I don't even know what episode we're on. I think I'm number 66, 65. I don't know. There's about 60 more episodes before this, so go back and listen to them. I don't make any money doing this. I do do the anchor uh, sponsor, whatever, every once in a while. So maybe I think I'm topping out at 100 bucks here, but. Nothing to light the world on fire, just to go take the family out for dinner. So anyways, make sure you go back and listen to all those. Uh, I think it's a really good podcast. I think in the fact that if you're starting out in car sales, this isn't one of those ones that's going to sit there and I think talk above you. I think it's going to talk to you at the level that you're at. Um, eventually, I'd like to you know lift it up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But the other thing is, is you know, um, I think that um, it's a good starter podcast. So if you're going to sit there and you're going to get started in the car business, please take the time to listen to this. If you've been if you've been in the car business for a long time, please still listen to this. I think I think it adds value to whatever you're doing right now, or brings back memories to it. But what I'm going to talk about on this episode is how I uh, currently got let go. Okay, and then a couple of the interviews that I went on because I think it's uh, pretty relevant as to what I see that's going on in the car business. And kind of see what the decision I'm going to make and stuff like that. So I'm not 100% positive on what I'm going to do yet, but I got an idea of what I think I'm going to do. So, like I said, if y'all like this on any platform you're on, please give me a five-star review. I truly, truly appreciate it. I am in Abilene, Texas. I am in, I'm outside, and I'm in a garage, and I'm recording this. So if you do hear a little bit of noise, if you hear a little bit of noise, that's just the outside uh, talking to y'all. So anyways, um, so this is what happened. Wasn't... It was last Friday. How long did I go for? It's been a week now? Let me think. Yeah, it's been a week. Saturday. Yeah, it's been a week. So last Friday, um, I was let go from the dealership that I was at for uh, roughly about four months. Uh, The GM brought me over there because he wanted me to help turn the dealership around. And I did. I did exactly that. Um, Not not just me, but the whole entire team did. But when I got there, um, I... He asked me, so just to give y'all an idea, and y'all's, y'all have listened to some earlier episodes, but basically when I first got there, um, the dealership had been in rambles, in shambles, or whatever you want to call it, and basic and basically that they really haven't hit much of their forecast. I think they hit it in December because I think everybody had a great December, but any times before that, they haven't, they haven't hit their objective that Infinity has put out there. So whatever I say, don't look badly upon, upon Clear Lake Infinity if you live in the Houston area. Um, I think it's a great place to buy a car, so I'm never going to down-talk the place that I I was at. Um, But I'm going to kind of lead into what I think you as managers should do if if you're going to hire somebody, because this is really important, really key. I think think we are taking the human factor out of it, 
And I think it's what's given the car business a bad stigma. But so I get there. He asked me how much I wanted to make. I gave him my amount and um, came in a little bit lower um, for a guarantee. And I was happy about that because it was something I was, I was, I was, I was settled up with. But the thing was, is when I first uh, got there, I was on guarantee for three months. Okay. Well, the fourth month, um, my guarantee ended. Now, you as a manager, or or if you're in a management position or GM or whatever, and you're handing out pay plans to any kind of sales executive, sales salespeople, or or managers, um, you need to sit there and you need to do it up front because whenever I sit there and I, and and I was supposed to get my pay plan, in order for me to get paid my draw or my salary, whatever you want to consider it, um, they had they sent me a pay plan uh, by the mail by by email from the HR lady over at the Southwest side. I told her I'm not going to sign that because it wasn't, it wasn't based on my performance um, where it was being used. So what I mean by that is, is I was penciling used car deals and new car deals, and I was overseeing both um, with another used car manager. So I was doing about 40% to 30, 40 to 30, anywhere from 30 to 40% of the used car deals and 100% of the new car deals. So whenever that took place, I said, I'm not signing this pay plan. Um, and I wasn't asking for them, just so y'all know, I wasn't asking for them to pay me more on top of what they're already paying me, but I was wanting them to equal it out and make it make sense. So I, that's, that's what, that's what I requested. And so uh, I explained it to the, the GM and I explained it to, uh, the GM. I don't think I talked to the GM at the other store. But I explained to him, and I said, hey, look, this isn't going to make any sense. So um, they reevaluated it. So it took me almost a week and a half. Still hadn't got paid my original draw or salary or anything like that. And um, the GM finally came into to me and gave me this weird-ass pay plan. I was like, okay, this will work, for, I guess, for the time being. I should be able to top out on my numbers. <clears throat> so then what took place was after that, um, we didn't really hit our numbers. We missed both of them but we missed total by five units which i didn't like the fact that it was a unit because it should have been based off of gross or some other thing and i sent a text message to the uh, gm saying hey this pay plan is not gonna work because if that's the case and i'm gonna make this much money i mean i don't think i need to work here anymore um because he knew that he knew how much i came to work there for and it would have been i, I would have had to sell people making the same amount of money as i would and i don't mean that in a bad sense but the, the fact is that everything that i was doing at that dealership just to give you all an idea, <clears throat> they had a CRM, which was Venn Solutions. They got rid of that, and then they brought in um, uh, E-Leads, and I was in there for the whole entire install. We also brought in Automotive Mastermind, so I was there for that whole entire install. Um, I don't know. what. There's a lot of other things. I renegotiated contracts. Um, I did a lot of different things to bring that back up to par. I had to get rid of some of the salespeople, some of the sales staff that was dragging the uh, whole entire team down. Um, there was a lot of uh, moving pieces that you know I had to fix, and then whenever they brought the new use the new used car manager in, the good thing about that was it kind of um, brought some balance or some peace to the dealership. So um, the good thing, the really good thing about that was, um, it was help us table. It was helping us able to stabilize the whole entire dealership. So um, we did not hit. So in May, I was supposed, we were supposed to sell 100 used cars and we were supposed to sell 47, I think, new. We showed up with 45 and we did 97, I think it was. So a total of, I think, 142 uh, is what we sold. We beat the um, other dealership. Or how, I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of numbers. 
something's off about my number. But we 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 sold. Yeah, it's about one forty-two. Anyways, no. We had some deals going to last month. I can't remember the whole entire process and what took place. But literally, I missed all my my I missed my objectives to to max it out. Um, so then at the beginning of the month, um, the GM was telling me that he was going to hire a new, um, sales manager. So he's going to focus on new car. The other one's going to focus on used car. And then I was going to oversee most of both new and used and all the digital stuff. So once again, if you're in a, if you're in a management position, GM or whatnot, please don't be secretive about it. Uh, if you're going to be in the position that you're going to sit there and you're going to affect somebody's life and their well-being and what they're going to make and stuff like that, be more direct about it. For instance, if that manager is not performing to the level that they are or that they're not, you know, they're become not as valuable as you thought they were and you need to re renegotiate the, the pay plan or whatnot or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, you need to sit there and you need to, you need to express that to, the, to that management staff, the salesperson, finance manager, whatever it may be. Because if you don't do that, in my opinion, um, you're setting expectations out there that you that they don't know what you want to meet. If they don't meet those expectations, you're putting a timeline on, timeline on them and you're going to get rid of them. But what you're not doing is you're not managing them. You're not teaching them. You're not helping them. You're not showing them where their weak points are. And if I had a weak point, I wish I would have known what it was um, because you know I felt like I was doing everything right. Now, I know, for instance, um, that I was probably... Once again, not delegating a whole lot of things that I should have, but I didn't feel comfortable with it at the point where I was at. But also, I was probably um, not focused. As in, I was having too much on my plate and I was trying to multitask, which is something, you know, I'm going to have to take a lot of time to look at, evaluate, and bring myself back to normal about. But that's one of those things, you know, if you are in a position that you are deciding somebody's well-being in their life, of whether or not they're going to be working for you or whatnot, you really need to reevaluate that and tell them what's going on. Um, but guys, before we go any further, you know what I'm about to drop on you. I'm about to drop the Anchor app, um, what is it, sponsorship or whatever, the little thing I record. So just give me one minute. I tell you guys, I can't even, I mean, I probably do a little um, uh, advertising before I, I even put it on. But I'm telling you guys, if you're if you're new in the car business, one thing I did, <laughs> I'll tell you the funny thing is, I started looking at the um, um, some of the, uh, sorry, I'm sorry for so many ums. But I started looking at um, the podcasts that were out there, and, and I see more and more podcasts have dropped on car sales, which is awesome. Um, I was listening to the millionaire sales car sales person, um, which you know I think it's a little bit different than mine. But the good thing about it is, is that you know it's opened my mind up a little bit as to. I mean, I seriously, guys, I really need to interview some people. So if you live in the Houston area, I really want to interview you. But with that being said, give me one minute, listen to this uh, advertisement, and I'll get back at y'all. Alright guys, I am back with a vengeance. Whoosh. Okay, that was kind of cheesy. Oh, by the way, 4th of July is coming up. I just heard fireworks. But, um, anyways. Man, what is up with the ums today? I need to work on that, guys and girls. No more ums. Now, back to what I was talking about. If you are in the management field, please take a look at um, your salespeople and your sales staff. I've done this before myself, and I've had to reevaluate it. I didn't do it at Clear Lake Infinity. There was one of the salespeople there's nothing I could do with, but whenever I sat there and I had a salesperson that was gonna fall behind the eight ball or, or whatever it may be, 
I went out there and I coached him. I didn't sit there and go and talk to the other managers um, and, and go in there and poop on his brain or anything like that and, you know, made him feel like he was less than what he was or whatnot. When I went out there and I talked to him, I said, man, I want to get you, I want to get your numbers where you need to be and, and I want to coach you. I want to help you get there. And, and so that's what I did. I reevaluated what I was doing and I sat there and I coached that salesperson um, and I didn't, I didn't get to finish the month, but he got three units, I think, uh, two or three days before I left because he was sitting at two units. Nine units is where I was, I usually set the ruler for myself, for my staff to make sure I'm happy where, where all of them are at because at the dealership I was at, nine units was pretty much the threshold to, uh, I wouldn't say be elevated to, but that was where I felt like everybody was going to at least make a decent paycheck. And that was my job, you know, and that's another thing, guys. You know, you sit there and, sorry, I'm going off on a little bit of rant here. I'll probably do this on tomorrow's episode. Um, not tomorrow's episode because I'm recording Wednesday's episode today. But on Monday, you'll hear the birds and the locusts in the background. But on Monday, uh, I'm going to drop another podcast episode to y'all explaining um, what, uh, how employees are, are assets, not expenses. But when you are looking at your employees, you really need to look at them as an asset instead of an expense. Um, an expense is something that does cost you money. Now, don't get me wrong. They all get their desk. I get my desk. We all get computers. We all get that stuff. So you have those expenses involved, but they are not necessarily a big expense on you if, if they're selling cars and making you money. So when you are talking to them, don't talk to them as an expense. Talk to them as an asset. But I'll go more on that episode that I'm going to record tomorrow that I'm dropping before this episode. So if y'all didn't hear that episode and you hear this episode, go back and rewind and go back to it. Man, my little whatchamacallits, my, my uh, sound effects do not sound good. But you know, on the, on the, the music or the Apple uh, GarageBand, they actually have uh, sound effects. So anyways, to move on, I sit there and that next day uh, I go on vacation. So how does this go? Where was I at? She sent me a pay plan. I got that pay plan. And then the next month started out and he told me he was trying to bring in an additional manager to help us out. Hired that additional manager for about a week. The guy walked around. I was showing him the ropes a little bit and I thought I was going to either leave my office and go to another office or whatnot. But it was kind of, and that's another thing. If you're going to hire somebody and you're going to bring somebody in to replace them, either get rid of them right away or let them know what's going on. Give somebody a two-week notice in the fucking car business. I'm telling you, you know, it's almost like employees for dealerships have more, um, what I, how do I put it? More... I guess integrity or, I mean, there's word, there's another word I'm looking for, but they have more honor in themselves to tell most dealerships that they're, that they're giving them the two-week notice. Now, most dealerships are going to fire them right away. Um, it's just the way it is. And and I think that's one of the most ignorant, arrogant things that you could do because obviously that salesperson, that manager, that finance manager has some sort of knowledge, but at least give them a two-week two heads up. Just don't, don't cut them one day and bring the next person in the next day. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They need to train. They need to teach them stuff. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot more I could have taught him. The new, the other new car manager, because he's asking me questions and stuff like that. Now, if he would have let, let me know that hey, you got two weeks left, and that would have given me the time to look for another job. That way, I wouldn't have been without any money. Okay, so, so I'm sitting there for about a week. I bring my guy up to speed. I teach him what's going on, and then after that, um, the I get my day off, and then the new car, the GM brings me into his office and says, hey. Um, just want to let you know, um, we're letting you go. Um, the money that you want to make here, we can't afford you. So uh, we're going to have to part ways. Now, 
here's where the confusion comes in. Just to let y'all know, I'm not mad at the fact that he did let me go. Um, and I should have done a little bit more research on this GM. I thought I knew him, but I guess I was wrong. Once I sat down and talked to a couple of other GMs and managers and so on and so forth. But the one thing I did notice, um, I did tell him up front what I need to make. And now that he's saying he can't afford me, uh, the other thing is a pay plan was never put in front of me. Okay. Uh, I did the most cordial thing. I shook his hand. I left, went around to all my salespeople, told them that, you know, I no longer work with them. A lot of them were in shock. It was kind of upsetting because I helped along with a couple other managers turn this place around. And I did a lot of installs, a lot of stuff to see somebody else take the, um, have the ease of what I did is, 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 is very upsetting, but you know, I get over it pretty quickly. But the thing is guys, I, I told them everything that I wanted up front. I didn't sit there and I didn't leave it um, out in the open. And that's one of the things I highly suggest. If you sit there and you go to work for a dealership, you need to let them know what your expectations are up front. So within the next, uh, within that day I was driving home, I had two or three interviews. Um, but each one of these interviews, I've asked them what their expectations are. I've also um, let them know what my expectations are. And the good thing about that is, is when you do do that, there's two dealerships do do. There I go again. When you do that, the thing is, is it doesn't create that kind of um, unknowing expectations of each other. So you, you know what the expectation is of you. They know what the expectation is of them. And you figure out what that is. So it doesn't cause any resentment or anything later on. And, you know, un unforeseen, you know, issues. Because I know sometimes when you're brought into work for a dealership, you know, there's something they wanted you to do, but they don't want to address it. Because everybody in the car business tends to um, want to play office politics. And I'm not one of those that likes to play office politics. I like to be up front. Guys, I've got to go walking at this point. You might hear locusts pretty bad. But I don't like to play office politics. I like to be up front about everything. So, and let me just tell you how, how upfront I was at uh, Clear Lake Infinity. There was a salesperson. So we had a guy that was acting as a BDC type manager because um, we, we really didn't know what his position was. But he asked me, he said, hey, I called this customer. I'm gonna bring him in. What salesperson do you want, to give, want me to give them to? And I was like, okay, um, I can just give them to this other salesperson. Well, the customer came in, bought the car. And uh, one of the other salesperson was very upset with that. And he was getting, you know, irate uh, with the other salesperson, telling him he was skating them, so on and so forth. So instead of, you know, playing office politics and not doing what I, what, not doing the right thing, what I did is I did the right thing. I told the salesperson, the one salesperson, hey, look, you know, unfortunately, uh, I made that decision. I apologize for that. But, you know, one thing I want you to understand is, is that I never had any ill intention for you. And I'll make sure I take care of you on another deal. What happens, in my opinion, in the car business is we do too much of dancing around and we play office politics. And I think that's a, a bad thing that you do. I think you need to address everything up front, hit it head on. Don't be afraid of confrontation. Let your salesperson know what their expectations are. Let your manager know what your expectations are. Let your finance manager let you know, know what your expectations are. Let your office staff know what their expectations are. Let everybody know what their expectations are. That way we can all meet them. You know, I think sometimes we leave those expectations unsaid, that in which that builds resentment. So anyways, not to go on too much further on that one. Um, I left there uh, and then that Monday, I had four different interviews or three different interviews at uh, the dealerships and I had two the next day. Um, one of them is going to be running an internet slash service kind of service to sales kind of department. 
Uh, I think it's one of you. It's going to probably be one of the more lucrative ones, other than the finance manager gig that I was offered. Um, another was a new car desk manager, and the other one is uh, another new car desk manager, which I found out that I wasn't uh, qualified for that one. But while I was sitting down and talking to some of these desk managers, or these GMs, one of the things I did notice is that um, what we tend to do is we tend to not, and I read this in the Extreme Ownership book by um, Leif Babin and Jocko, is that we don't, we don't take extreme ownership. And so when we see an issue with something, we don't address it up front. What we typically do is we try to nip it in the butt and just get rid of it. And there was a couple people I was talking to, you know, he was having an issue with a couple vendors on their internet leads and he just nipped it in the butt. He said, well, I didn't notice any changes. Well, obviously you didn't notice any changes because you weren't working it up front properly. Uh, another one is, you know, they have their, uh, which I, I don't know, I kind of want to see how this one works, but another dealership does their uh, internet leads offsite. So anyways, guys, I'm almost at the end of my podcast. So um, kind of want to just touch base with y'all. Appreciate y'all everything that y'all have supported me in. Those that listen to the podcast, put their little notes in. I truly appreciate y'all. Like I said, if y'all listen to this on any kind of platform, please give me a good review. The very last thing is um, you can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, um, LinkedIn. And the other thing is, guys, um, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure. Just you, can, you decide how hard it is, and we all win when we all win. So make sure you're taking this information, sharing it with everybody, um, because I think there's a good value in this, this podcast. So please share it with anybody and everybody that you can. And I promise you guys, I'm not quitting on y'all. I just haven't taken a vacation in God knows how long. And I am definitely enjoying my time. Guys, I love y'all. Peace.